welcome to Small Worlds Podcast. My name is Corey O'Flanagan. And I am Leanne Davidson. And today we have the pleasure of talking to Xavier Tapia. Or Javier, depending on where you're from, apparently. No, it's... According to you. I, I thought that his name was something different than <laughs> what it is, and I was corrected. For how many years? We can make mistakes. Sorry, Xavier. <laughs> we can make mistakes. Um, but before we dive into what we talked to Xavier about, I'd like to just give a quick shout out to my lovely co-host here. She has been working her tail off at yeah. this bar in Whistler to save money for our upcoming travels. And one of the things that is so unique about this experience is that we live about five kilometers, three miles from where she works. And when she works until one or two in the morning, she has to do this amazing bike ride home by herself with just a headlamp if she remembers it. And for most of those five kilometers, she's in ripe bear country. So I would just like oh, to give her you. a round of applause. Where did that come from? For thank not you very getting much. eaten at all this summer. You know what? Kudos. It's not hard, but I think all that bike riding's kept me my trim, so I'm not I'm not that much meat to the bears anymore. The beaches of Bali are gonna need you trim. I know. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we just had a great conversation with Xavier, who is a dive instructor that I was uh, personally able to dive with when I went to the Galapagos about five years ago. And um, I remembered him just being such a great personality, had such a passion for what it is that he does, and uh, just thought that it would be a great conversation. And um, With a great think? accent. He does have Fantastic a sexy accent. Fantastic accent to all those ladies and men out there. I think Fantastic that, uh, accent. Yeah, I think Leanne was crushing a little I bit. I was a little bit, yeah. But um, um, what do you think? Yeah, it sounded awesome. I can't wait next year to go to the Galapagos and get shown around. And without further ado, we bring you Xavier. Um, yeah. Okay, so we're going to just try and um, jump into this a little bit because I know a little bit, obviously, about you from our time in the on the boat, but... Um, I know nothing. Uh-huh. But, and, yeah. but Leanne obviously knows nothing, and um, so we're going to just try and learn a little bit more about you and then kind of transition that into, um, you know, how you got into the diving instructor stuff and, and where it's taken cool. you and everything, because I think it's a pretty cool fucking story. How awesome. Well, I'm very glad you hear your language, because that makes me relax a little bit more. <laughs> I can be okay. nice. And don't worry about it being super serious because we actually want it to be a bit funny. So yeah, we, we're, we've got glasses of wine in front of us. Don't worry yeah. about that. I've, I've had a couple of cocktails <laughs> oh, today already. So I, I, that's super cool because I actually have also a cup of wine with me hey, right cheers. now. Oh, perfect. Yeah, cheers. salute. So cheers, cheers on the mic. Salute. <laughs> salute yeah. All right, Xavier. So cool. you are are you originally from? Um... So I'm born and raised in Ecuador. Yeah. Mm-hmm uh in the city so i'm a city boy actually which one uh i am from guayaquil so okay it's, that's uh, what i thought it's, yeah it's not the capital but it's the biggest city in ecuador so i'm right. super ignorant about ecuador is so yeah is, is that on the coast is that a city or is anything on the coast on that part well, of ecuador is, yeah guayaquil is in the coast yes okay awesome um Yes, well, you should go to Ecuador, actually. Korea has been blessed. He's been there. Best place in the world for me. Yeah, yeah it's it on really my list. Is. It's beautiful. Yeah, when we get done with this, we're thinking about trying to go down and, and live in um, 
somewhere in South or Central America for like a year, maybe two years, because we both really want to get fluent in Spanish. And um, that's super cool. And uh, it's just, I think it's so amazing to be able to, if you have the opportunity to go and live in another culture and, and do it, you might as well take advantage of it. Uh, well, if worked for me, it has worked for me. Uh, actually, part of the thing of I, why I became a scuba diver, right, was to to try to get off like the, the city, travel a little bit. Uh, it has worked for me, and and to be honest, like I since since ever I can remember, I always will try to hang out with people from different countries, try to get their culture right, uh, understand their culture. Because even like in Ecuador, we're very very Western, like very very Americanized, right? Because we yeah. have all the Western cultures and everything like that, right? And. But there's nothing more more effective to know a culture than actually meet these people, go to these places, interact with these people, get to know them, right? Let's just, just see how they act in, in a, like, like, for example, when we were, I can recall, but I do this with everybody pretty much in Galapagos when I was, when I met you. Uh, I would go after, after I take them to dive or after I do anything, I will go out for dinner and just see how they are, right? How they, how people act. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's for me that's the way you you get to know a culture right yeah i yeah, agree then, i love yeah. people watching and like... i know we sat outside of the dive shop and had a couple of beers but i don't know if we went you know what i remember most about being on that island though is that we would yeah. come back so hungry and yeah. there would be um there would be an insane like the meals you would order like the portions in the united states are huge you order yeah. a meal on that island, and it is a plate stacked with food. Mm-hmm. And usually two plates. <laughs> it's so big. Because you will get soup in the beginning. Yeah, you will get soup and then a, mm-hmm. a, a second dish, yeah. I bet it's all well, natural, though. <laughs> oh, not processed, yeah. good food. <laughs> well, in Ecuador, yeah, especially in Galapagos, you, if you go in the lobster season, you oh, will eat lobster, yeah. seafood every day. Ugh. Making me drool. Yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> when you, I'm trying to figure this out because growing up where you grew up in Guayaquil, did you mm-hmm. have knowledge of diving just because of how big of it is for tourism, being that the Galapagos are part of Ecuador? Actually, no, it's super random, actually, because, for example, to be honest, and don't laugh at me, when I was a little kid, I my dream was to be like a, a Steve Irwin. I don't know if you remember that guy. Like, <laughs> you want to handle alligators? <laughs> but exactly. That was my dream. It's like, I would grow up, I was like uh, a geek, right? I would grow up watching Animal Planet, Discovery Channel, things like that. And my dream is like, I want to be that dude. Mm-hmm. Right, and I can remember like I really remember talking my with my father, telling him that I want to go to school to to do marine biology or biology. Right, uh, I was thinking I want to do this, I want to do all these programs. Right, and back in the day, right, it was like it's not too long ago, but still, I, I am 36, so I'm talking probably 20 years ago. Right. Uh, there was no the access to the information that we had now, right? Yep. Yeah. And they would yep. say like, yeah, but yeah, but this is like Australia, like American people do that, people like that do that, right? Later in life, I realized like, okay, all these foreign people are doing this is true, but they're coming to my backyard, yeah. they're coming to Galapagos, they're coming to the rainforest in my country, they're coming to the highlands here to study this because here we are right here, right? But it was just. Back in the day, it's like poor access to information, you know? It's really yeah. interesting how that works, isn't it? Because I think about that with 
the United States, and it's somewhere that we have. The United States is so massive; it has so many things that appeal to so many people. With California and the mountains and all the big cities on the East Coast, the beaches in Florida, all that stuff. But no, I, I don't think of, I think of it as like not exotic to me because it's where I, I'm from. Of course, it is not. But for example, like my mom lives in Arizona. For example, she's a city. Is a, she's a mall girl, right? She, you take her out of. Uh, to the off-road and she will freak out <laughs> and I will go visit her and it's like first what you want to do when it's like I want to see a cannon I want to go to a valley I want to go see the star ga stargazing you know yeah. Yeah. it's like I want to go to the see desert. what Arizona is about yeah so, and for you coming from somewhere like Ecuador like to go to a dry place like Arizona and see all that red rock and all that kind of stuff is just like what the hell is this Amen. Well, <laughs> well, it depends because, for example, right now uh, I am a diver, yes, but I have turned more into cave diving. Uh -huh. So basically, I have quit. Well, it's not that I quit because I still teach open water dives and I enjoy a good open water dive, but I am mostly cave diving. So my my perfect holiday is like uh, getting getting beaten by mosquitoes, finding a very, very nasty, dirty sinkhole full of mud, climbing mm -hmm. down, hiking down, hiking up, and diving inside in the in these dark places, right? Sounds and, fun. <laughs> yeah, so, but diving is diving anyways. It's just super cool. I enjoy it yeah. everywhere. But yes, like what you were saying, right? So I was in Ecuador. I wanted to be this guy, and it was like... Somehow I got, I follow what my parent, my father wanted. I tried to follow a normal, I went to college, I got my degree, right? Then one of my schoolmates, she became a biologist and then she became a marine biologist, right? Mm -hmm. oh, wow. And we were always talking because I was always talking, I was always, always involved with diving in nature. I, I really enjoyed to go to the beach in, in Ecuador right so she became a, a scuba diver uh she became an instructor and i was i think i was his her first or her her second student i can't remember but i was like <laughs> right there right okay. so so would you say I, you were trained by the best obviously yeah. she might be listening <laughs> no, she will listen and she will get very upset now because now i will teach her something sometime Ooh, shots fired to whoever that is shots fired no, she really is one of my best friends actually uh, yeah. so well and from literally and this is like if if we are going to be hurt by somebody like uh i think i have to tell this story i was blessed i went to do my first open water dive in Ecuador of the mainland, not in Galapagos. Imagine if it was Galapagos. I was in the mainland, yeah. which is not as amazing as Galapagos, right? Yeah. But I can recall my first dive, like as the best dive in my life, right? And and also we were blessed, like a, so many lives, so much fish, right? And then I mm -hmm. just kept on diving. But I can remember if it was my second, third or fourth time diving, it was humpback whale season. Wow. Right? No way. So I just remember jumping into the water and doing the, that day, like the, my two dives in that day, just chilling there in the water, just enjoying the dance, or the, the singing, the songs of the whales. Right? Wow. And they were so close to us that we could feel the low frequency vibrations in our chest. Right? So that wow. was something that 
uh, from that moment I came out of uh, the water and I was like, okay, this is it. This no is what I want No wonder you do. fell in love with that. It's so funny yeah. hearing your account of your first dive and me comparing it with mine. I was in Australia yeah. in the Great Barrier Reef and like it was terrible. <laughs> it was um, super touristic. Uh, my I had so much ear pain. Uh, oh, it was mm. awful. But and it put me off for about two years, and then I went yeah. back to the Philippines and I did it. And um, I had this amazing instructor who I did my open water with, and she was awesome um, in mobile. And since then, mm -hmm. I've loved it. That's super important what you're saying. It's also like yeah. your experience depends a lot of who takes you, you know? Yeah. Because there is a, I, I've been doing this for a long time and already you know a lot of people that has lost that passion mm -hmm. about it, right? So a lot of people, they just, especially in places where I live now, like where I live now is like, it's not like the Galapagos. I'm not, I'm not, not, not talking about the... the the dive itself, right? I'm talking yeah. about the lifestyle, the resort life. It's, it just it's, it turns into a business, right? Yeah. So there is like the young guys around, the young girls around. They're like full of energy. They want to make you happy. But then there is other people that just turn old and they are doing the same the same thing, bringing beginners yeah. every day, every day. So at a, at a certain point, it just turned into into a nine to five job also for these guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I could feel myself sometimes I get like that uh, so that's why I start turning to to cave diving or okay. in, increasing my level of, of teaching my 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 personal training right yeah so it's a bit more adrenaline keeping it more exciting and keeping exactly it's like any yeah. other life like after yeah. a while it gets it gets repetitive and then and then if you don't take care of yourself and what you do the adventure eventually it becomes boring, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, so speak, speaking of lifestyle, that's one of the questions I was thinking of asking you. Um, as mm -hmm. a dive instructor, um, I gather you've traveled qu around quite a lot um, instructing and whatnot. What's the lifestyle like? I used to travel a lot. You used to, okay. Uh, yes, now I've been... I, I have in this kind of love-hate relationship with Dominican Republic. I love Dominican <laughs> Republic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I've been here for three years already. Okay. Uh, yes. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so let me rephrase it's, that. How can how not, do you compare I'm, your lifestyles I mean, from before? It's, the after. lifestyle is super cool. I mean, it depends because it. You start when you're very young, you want to travel everywhere. When you grow older, uh, yes. like any other, like in any other, in any other thing you do, right? You want to establish yourself sometimes, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. You want to travel, you want to travel a lot. I want to travel a lot. Actually, as we speak right now, I am planning my, I am going to, to go to Mexico. Nice. Now in, yeah, I will be in, in Mexico. And, this November and December. Are you going to go so, dive those caves in the Yucatan? Yes, exactly. Um, yeah. I've been there already, so I'm doing my, I am, I'm actually, I'm doing some training for me also. Okay. And yes, and, uh, and, and actually, I, I just applied for, I, I, I was just accepted today to become an instructor trainer for recreational diving, right? Oh, awesome. So, Congratulations! So, <laughs> thank you very much. Round of applause. So I was, yeah. So I was. I was actually. That was a super cool day today because I I I got accepted this morning. Of that, I received the call this morning. So I That's was great. planning yeah. my trip. 
So I will, I will, I will do the seminars there in Mexico as well. So you're excited right. to be on the move again? Yes, 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 yes. Of course, it's always it's always exciting and it's always a little bit scary, right? Yeah. Because especially when you start thinking of of setting up, set like settling down, then you mm -hmm. get on the move again, right? But but I think it's super cool. It depends. Like a scuba diving lifestyle is is you make your lifestyle. There is a lot of people that they are just doing it because. That's what they learned to do a long time ago, and that's like the only thing they do. And there is other mm -hmm. people that they 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 grind their their ways up. They try to to improve. They want to move on to the different thing to to keep wandering, like travel, meet yeah. different places. You have everything in the industry. Yeah. Does but, everything go through Patty, or is there another organization out there? No, there is actually several organizations. Patty, okay. it's a recreational dive organization. It's probably one of the most popular ones uh, you have Paddy you have SSI which is Scuba Schools International actually uh, that's the one I am going to do my instructor trainer SSI uh, uh, you have several like and from do they overlap so if you get obviously if you get a certificate with one of them it, it overlaps to all of them they recognize the same things yes 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 uh, in, in it depends on the on the level you want, like for example, as a, as a diver level, they are recognized worldwide because at the end of the day, they are all ruled by by the World Diving Council, you know. Okay. So they are different agencies, but they are pretty much uh, under the same standards. They have they have some small difference, right? And then you have technical dive technical diving organizations. They are they. They also have their, the standards for recreational diving and the technical diving is a little bit more. Um, it's 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 a it's a little different, right? Mm -hmm. Technical diving in sorry, technical diving involves a little bit more risks, right? Yeah. So the training is a little bit different, mm -hmm. right? So depending on the engines, for example, Paddy they does not teach cave diving, right? Uh, SSI, they do teach cave diving, but it's very random. Uh, they don't really do it like there. It's not too popular. They, there's not too many. Actually, there's not too many cave dive instructors from that okay. agency. Right? Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot more dangerous, isn't it, to cave dive? Like it's narrow cave spaces. Cave, and... Well, yes, but it's cave diving itself is not dangerous. Okay. You make it. You make it yeah. dangerous when you go off, like diving itself involves risks right yeah but they are all you you are trained for that amount of risk that you're willing to get like for example okay. even the 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 intro dives like these discover scuba divers yeah you are in, in 10 feet of water 15 feet of water right the truth is, is that you can drown in 10 feet of water yeah of course right? if you panic or you're not comfortable you're not trained yeah like if you if you don't breathe underwater you drown yeah. right as rough as it sounds, right? But you yeah. get a little training to overcome that risk, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And 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 to make it make it make out of it safe, right? Yeah. And then you increase your training, your level. Um, as soon as you upgrade your level, you can handle greater risk. Yeah. Right. So, uh, the greater the risk, the harder the training. Yeah. Right. And the more understandably training you need. so. <laughs> exactly. The understanding. I, actually, I always tell like. Uh, 
diving is an art. Diving is a science. Mm-hmm. Like, right? We we have as as beginner divers, we have very little understanding of the art of the science of diving, right? Because mm-hmm. we don't need too much. Because we don't put ourselves in too much danger, right? No. That's why the first thing they sell you or the first thing they teach you when you start uh, your dive training, your scuba diving training, is like always respect your limits of training because you have limited amount of information. So that information allows you to overcome any risk at a certain limit, right? And then you start pushing those limits, but obviously with the... uh, the, the the training that you need to push those limits and then obviously you have the training and you have to practice you have to practice and practice and practice and uh and according you practice you improve and then you push yourself right yeah. there is a lot it's, a, it's not only about the training itself it's a, it's a, it's all uh it's also about your self awareness and yourself uh you have to limit yourself also you yeah. know you have to know you are where human. You, you exactly where you yeah. draw the line right yeah. Yep. It's like not because you can fit to, for example, in cave diving, not because you can fit through through that hole. It doesn't mean that I have to fit there. Yeah. There are several. Big, Everyone's different. Several Everyone's different limits. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and I know uh, with diving, as a, with any sport, really, um, mm-hmm. people say, oh, um, Honduras is the best place. Or, you know, Cabo Puma is the best place. Or yes. blah, blah, blah. So for you personally, What's one of your favorite places you've dove or dived or however you're supposed to say that? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, again, it's like what you like. There's yeah. uh, personally, uh, yeah. if you ask me right now, yeah. I love caves, right? So in the world, geographically, is there a, for cave diving? Is there, a, is there a favorite spot that you've been to that really stands out in your memory? What's the cave there? dive mecca? Yeah. Mm. That's sorry, a tough so question. Hard. Yeah, but, sorry, it's a hard yeah, question. It's super, first of all, because there is a cave so diving, many there is so many caves in the world, right? In different yeah. spots, so hard to reach. And oh, I, I feel different. So uh, I, I couldn't answer that because I have yet to see a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you ask me right now, it's my favorite experience is when I've been, when I have gone exploring right uh and i have done very short explorations yet with a group here in dominican republic shout out mm-hmm. to these guys they are the dominican republic speleological society okay. so these guys they are doing epic explorations all over the world in madagascar in mexico obviously yeah. here in dominican republic right but joining these guys in explorations every time i go exploring with them that's my favorite place first of all because of all what's in, in it's involved in the day like yeah the hiking the challenges of getting to these places finding mm-hmm. the holes right yeah and then once you're underwater when you explore you're literally the first pair of eyes right watching this in millions thousands of years right yeah. so yeah. when we're laying when, when you're laying line there you're like literally the first nobody else yeah, that must right. be a great feeling. So the feeling itself, right? But we were just talking about this like... yesterday, Xavier. We were on a big hike into the backcountry in Canada, and Leanne and I were talking mm-hmm. about how um, what it must be like to discover something for the first time, and like just kind of going from how did people find this, and then when like you you hiked, you know, 
15 kilometers to get to a certain spot and you just end up with this amazing view and it's like how did somebody react the first time that they saw this exactly and, and there's very few frontiers that that exist like that on this planet anymore but it sounds like through cave diving is where there's still a few out there yeah uh, cave diving deep sea diving uh like right just if it could be even shallow diving there's so many reefs yet to explore everywhere right yeah. uh you know it, it sounds super super cheesy already but it's true that when we know that we know more from from the moon and mars and that when we know from the from the ocean yep, yeah that's true right? well you think the world's made up of mostly water right mm -hmm. so yeah do you have any desire to so, do any of those um really deep dives like going down you know several hundred meters I have not the training to do that yet. I'm looking forward to do. But... Like you said, yet. <laughs> you said yet. Yet. <laughs> yet. Yeah, because that's. I mean, next the moment you, st the moment you stop looking forward to pro like to to push yourself, the moment you you stop you you set down in something, yeah, then you start losing, right? Yeah. You start getting bored. You start to push. You have to. You have like. I think in everything in life, it's like you have to push yourself a little bit forward. Yeah, that's the only way to improve, and uh, it's what thrives you. You know, yeah. uh, for me, going deep is like I feel way more comfortable, uh, very deep, like like far inside a cave, than deep underwater. For some reason, okay. I guess I've I've dived more underwater than what I have done deep dives. Yeah, but so when I go diving and I go deep i go below 100 feet 140 feet yeah 150 feet i i i still get a little bit anxious like you know i'm like yeah. <laughs> even though um, but then imagine i i imagine myself going deeper diving with breathers i'm curious uh, if so. i because i've i have a little bit of claustrophobia but i'm curious if i would get into some cave diving because i've done some ships now that i when i got mm -hmm. my advanced certificate i did some ship dives um, but I didn't get that feeling in there. But I'm wondering if I was in a cave, if I was like, if all of a sudden that panic would go on in my head where I'm like, okay. wow, if something goes wrong. Yeah, I've got a long yeah. ways to go back and I've got to go through all those little holes and it's going to take me this amount of time. If, if that might set my panic. I'm curious yeah. to challenge myself to do it, though. Yeah. Well, the first things, as I told you before, is you learn and you you have to have your self-awareness right and you mm -hmm. push yourself little by little mm -hmm. you start you start like for example in the cave diving training per se like like in the cave diving training you start with cavern dive right so mm -hmm. the difference between the cavern and the cave dive is that you you're still inside the cave a sinkhole right but you stay within the daylight uh, the, yeah. the sunlight area yeah. right so your main source of light is always the sunlight right so it makes you feel less less claustrophobic yeah, if less you may trapped. call it you can see the exit the whole time mm -hmm. right uh you can literally like literally you could be able to walk out the cave right yeah. so so then if you get very claustrophobic then you know you 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 have to work on that before you push to the next right uh, and yep. then you can see if it's over you or not, but you stay, you're, you're still within a, a safe limit, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to push, you're not going to push yourself into a very dark, tiny space to realize that 
that you're not made for that, right? Actually, unfortunately, that's how accidents happen, right? That's yeah. how people die. That's how people die. In, have in you ever right? have you ever crossed the line on accident and just like gotten into a little bit of a panic while you were under? No, I. That's the thing. I personally, I am not explorer. I am not a wanderer. I am not the type of person that that just take crazy risks, right? Mm -hmm. I really and people says like how oh you're so tough how the hell are you diving in these holes it's like so scary blah 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 right it's like oh I am a wuss that's that's the truth I'm a coward right Uh, but it's I I take risks of course I take risks but I take very calculated risks yeah right there's a lot of caves that I really push myself inside but it's it's not that I just go there and it's like, I can remember the first time I went to that cave and I got like, okay, this is it. I can't pass anymore, right? Mm-hmm. It's like super tight and then I just return, right? And nowadays after three years of diving this cave, right? I pass to that exact and I just glide through, you know? It's like, yeah. I, can't be, I can't believe when I start diving here, I was just like getting stuck here and I used to like, yeah. That's like any milestone, isn't it? So say even if like you're, I don't know, if you're snowboarding like this winter, I'd, I'd go down a run that last winter I would never even dream of doing. Um, of I would say if you go to the gym and you lift a weight and you're like, oh, I never thought I'd be able to go there. It's like any milestone, just take your time and you'll get there. I mean, for example, that's what I, I snowboard is way more difficult, I guess, and way yeah. more <laughs> like, you know, no, I, know. I, I, I used to live a little bit in, in Massachusetts. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I went to work for one winter in this uh, ski resort, right, mm-hmm. in, in the Berkshires. Uh, I was learning to snowboard. I've never in my life heard myself so bad. <laughs> and, you know, it's like try just because, you know, always never listen to the stupid guy that tells you, like, let's go to the double black diamond. It's oh, like, no, never, no, never like, follow those, those friends. Never. I have two of those uh, friends. One like, of them is called Corey. It's like, it's like, no, man, we're OK in the yellow, in the bunny hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm OK here. I'm cool here. Yeah. That's me. I carpet. get people into trouble all the time on the mountain because I'm like, let's go check this out. And then, like, it ends up being just bad news and i'm like oh god yeah, i did it again happened? but sometimes it works out and you're like holy fuck that was fucking Many, perfect. i mean that's what happened like for example <laughs> i i i work in cave diving right so i'm a i'm a i'm a full-time cave diver and i mm-hmm. and i guide people in caves right so when you are guiding people in this you have to you never put yourself to your maximum abilities yeah. right mm-hmm. because you're the guy it's different Exactly. It's different if you are always diving with your regular dive body, like your partners, you know each other. You really, after a certain, you know, like only by looking at the person, like, you know, uh, body language, you know what's happening, right? Uh, After you get to know people, right? Mm -hmm. But then you, every time you're having new people and new people, so you don't know, they can have a card that says anything, right? but then you've never seen them in the water. So you will never put yourself to your maximum skills. And then like Corey said, it's like, it's ending up in bad news, right? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they will have problems inside and then you will be tra- trying to help him put yourself in danger as well. Yeah. And the difference between the mountain and the cave is like- uh, You can breathe on the mountain. <laughs> you can breathe exactly you can breathe okay you can ha- have hypothermia but eventually they will find you mm. hopefully if, hopefully. if you don't do something. <laughs> right 
but but then here is like the most likely thing is like you will you will drown yeah right so you have to be very careful and you have to be like there is no there is no 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 space for for cowboys like yeah like just people that they are acting without really thinking right there is a lot of people doing very 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 extreme things pushing 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 limits right uh but they are training all the time like before they push these limits they are in the cave pushing practicing training all what they have to do you know mm-hmm. um i have a question that kind of loops back to your lifestyle before so just for yes. anyone um who's cool. listening um sure. just for those people who are thinking about maybe they've got a passion for diving and they're wanting to use that as a job and full-time mm-hmm. travel did you find it hard to find jobs when you're on the road because i know I've, i know a lot of dive master masters who travel the world and work doing that um so you, for you personally did you find it quite easy or hard to find work in different places as you're on the road i think it depends on you it, okay. it really depends it really depends on you because and where you want to go on and what you want to do right mm-hmm. uh wherever you go the first thing I will tell to anybody is like, because they're especially dive masters, young people that they think when, you know, when you become a dive master, we, I call them, I heard this, it's not my <laughs> dive master syndrome. This is like the dive master syndrome. You mm-hmm. think because you became, you think you know it all. It's like the only way to grow in this is like, you have to to, to know that that anywhere in the world, there is somebody that is better than you. Yeah. Right. So you have to work hard. You have to do more things. It's not only about diving. There is like, to be honest, what they sell you in the videos and everything that is all I always tease my my students like it's not about girls in bikinis and and, and so <laughs> it's actually the complete opposite. It's really long hours mm-hmm. of it's hard work, very long hours, not really. It's not really you don't have high high payments right yeah yeah uh it's it's about it's about doing what you like enjoying what you love right yeah. and the moment you start care uh, the moment you start thinking about that doors open you can yeah. find words I'll, for dive masters it's a lot it's, it's a lot harder to be honest because there is a lot of places that they will just train you right mm-hmm. and they will have like i call this being a dive master is a modern way of it's like modern slavery yeah right Right. so but once you become an instructor you start making a little bit more money and usually wherever you go like dive masters you know to have this inclusive politics and things like that they will hire they will hire local local masters you know uh you know becoming in dive instructor is a little bit more expensive so usually the dive masters become uh our local people that they grow up a little bit and they're diving this is not the rule, but it happens quite often, right? Mm-hmm. So finding a job in diving is still easy. It's, it's not super easy, but, but it's still possible. They, okay. I mean, now, if you're 19, 20 years old, 25, it's easier. If you become 36, and you <laughs> 37, 38, 40 years is a lot more difficult, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yes, it's, it's, it's all about you. And there is like a lot more skills that can help you, like making videos, pictures, yeah. social network, being a podcast, especially <laughs> being yes, on podcast, <laughs> promoting yourself. Because, for example, uh, in several places, right, you go and they tell you, yes, we have. But then 
you go there and you're literally selling, right? You have to go and sell. And then when you sell, then you teach. So you're basically a seller. But I think that's in every profession in the world. You can be the, you can be the best engineer in the world. But if anybody knows that you're the best engineer in the world, nobody will hire you. Yeah. Right? You have to sell yourself. You have to promote yourself. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, so the more skills you have besides just diving, I know because I know a lot of people that they are like, I really, 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 and it sounds harsh, but I know people that they are terrible divers, very yeah. bad divers. Right, and they are making a lot of business, but they are very good marketers. Yeah. They have oh, very good so. business skills, right? So it's, it's, it's at the end of the day, it's a business as well. Right? Yeah. If you want to do it just because, just because you love it, that's one thing, right? Yeah. If you want to live of it, at the end of the day, it's a business, right? Uh, so it depends on how you how you take it, how how you yeah. want to live your life. And speaking uh, of promoting yourself. If there were any listeners that were going to the Dominican Republic and they thought, hey, I like the sound of this guy, I want to go on a dive with him, how would they get, how would they find you? Well, the art of diving in, on Instagram, uh, theartofdiving.net, or you just can follow me on my show, social network, my personal also. Cool. Uh, Xavi, Xavi Blitz. <laughs> it's a little yeah. bit hard. I have to. Actually, <laughs> We're gonna make sure that we put links to this out there. Yeah, for you we too. will. We will put links on yeah. for everybody, but it's good for everyone to hear. Yes, it. I actually promote. I promote cave diving in Dominican Republic, uh, open water diving in Dominican Republic. Training. We we promote. We promote training with a, with a different approach and regular regular dive centers. We require a little bit more time. And we're a little bit more demanding, mm-hmm. right? Because we want to train better divers. Yeah. And also we promote di- leaf awards in the Galapagos Islands, right? You, so nice. you know me from the Galapagos. I know, uh, you know, I love the Galapagos Islands. For me, it's the best place in the world. Mm-hmm. And you were asking me about that. I forgot. You were asking me my favorite place to dive. I told mm-hmm. you yeah, my favorite place to be is exploring caves. But then for people, listening, it's again, depending on what you like. Me? I like sharks, right? Okay. I love sharks. I love sunfish. So yeah. Galapagos, yeah. one of the best places in the world, the Bahamas, and yes. So we we're gonna go to um, when we're in Indonesia in uh, in September. We're gonna get Leanne her advanced divers, and uh, after we nice. get that, we will come and we need to re meet up in the. Galapagos, because we need. I need to go out to those outer islands. And I've never get, been. And so. we need to get to those schools of like three hundred hammerheads. I need to swim with them, guys. <laughs> you need to. It's just insane. It's just insane. Uh, again, if everybody's wanting to go to Galapagos, just let me know. I will hook you up. <laughs> yeah, we will. We'll yeah. be on search next year. <laughs> or you will go with me. So, yeah. anyways, like the further islands, yeah, you go there only by leaf aboard. You know, mm-hmm. I I was blessed enough because well. I, obviously, I was diving every day there. So, yeah. so when I was diving there, I I could see like as you say, like hundreds of hammerhead sharks, uh, humpback whales, manta rays, um, sea lions. Sea lions are just they're just like puppies. It's just incredible. Yeah, so cute. Inter- <laughs> interacting with them is just amazing. Yeah, uh, but again, it again is like. For me, it's just about the nature. Here in Dominican Republic, uh, the diving, we don't have big, really big wildlife. Yeah. 
in the water, right? We have some cool dives sometimes. Like I've been surprised a few times with manatees and they are just insanely cool, mm-hmm. right? So diving with manatees is super amazing. We have very nice regs, but then you find yourself, you find a way. Now, recently I have, I, I've developed this interest in photography, right? So we will go out and, and just find really macro stuff in inside the reef, in the coral. And it's super nice. It's like something that you usually don't see you pay attention there is so much small life and it's super yeah. cool once you you get to know and then you study you see it's like what the hell is this tiny 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 thing that is like right there right yeah. crawling there it's like yeah. fun and it's like so it's almost like another planet it's infinite possibilities in the ocean it it's, really is it's it's exactly it's exactly it's just been underwater plus there is like there is people diving in quarries like in the middle of the middle of like in in the eastern eastern nebraska <laughs> you know? yeah. mm-hmm. and they're like you see these guys they're freaking out just to go to the weekend for the weekend to dive in in a quarry right just the feeling of being on the water blowing bubbles yeah. practicing yourself it's like just being on the water it's just insane and the the possibilities are like as you say they're immense there is so much there is so much things to do yeah. so much things. and then if you're interested in science because one thing like diving itself is one thing but then the responsibility that's what i tell everybody responsibilities of being a scuba diver you are like first-hand ambassadors of the nature right so there is so much things to get involved with conservation so much things to get involved with science community science i don't know if you remember when you were in galapagos i was involved in in this shark counting community service yep, with the shark savers population just doing that it about the life that this brought me to new zealand it brought me to the cook islands uh doing community science uh meeting these awesome people from different organizations being friends till now uh here in dominican republic i am we're doing i don't know if you saw one of my posts recently but we did we went exploring and we did some science diving as well as inside we did some paleontology so nice. we found we found these these fossils bones and they end up being from a extinct uh sloth right oh really so from a pleistocene yeah so we're talking about these bones wow. they are under analysis but these bones they 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 are between they are uh like between 7000 years old Oh my goodness, oh, that's wow. Sick. wow. That's got to be so crazy to like get to the surface and be like, what did we just see? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Then I have one friend in, in Ecuador and he's like really involved with, uh, he likes history, right? Mm-hmm. So he's going down and he's going to, he's like literally going with his snorkel. Uh, he's going to his, with his snorkel and doing some shore dives, like just chilling around. And he's retrieving tools from, from, from primitive uh from primitive uh, cultures of the like short short cultures antique cultures like like stones that they used to dive before like very very molded stones that they would use as as diving instruments when they yeah. were uh, collecting the spondylus in the shores of ecuador oh, wow. right so the the options the 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 options are just endless uh, unlimited mm. yeah, yeah they are endless so diving is much more than just blowing bubbles diving is really really uh it's a lifestyle there's like yeah. for fi- fishing fishing fishermen like a lot of people live of like diving is 
diving is the way of making money like fishing unfortunately poor education and 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 companies trying to make money and and poorly yeah. trained divers they get they, they they suffer a lot the compression Every fish. like that right yeah uh, so but then around the uh, around the scuba diving this is is a very big industry and very is very big very, a lot of things to to do from science fun recreational uh, mm -hmm. is just endless right and so earlier you spoke of oh you go go no no, no okay. i was just telling like it's about the lifestyle it's like you can bring your lifestyle your previous lifestyle you can bring it to water yeah know? i like yeah. that i like that idea mm -hmm. yeah um, earlier you said about scuba divers, ha divers having this responsibility. Um, so um, a question for you I have is, particularly mm -hmm. with, com with regarding the ocean, what would your biggest message be for the general public? Uh, earlier we spoke about the starfish um, not taking them out of the, of the ocean. Um, I'm sure you see a lot of litter. You know, the stuff. deterioration of the reefs and things yeah. like that. What, you know, there's obviously all the plastic in the world usually ends up there. You know, is there anything that you're seeing or any messages that we can put out there for people? Yeah, don't support, don't support companies that pollute. Don't support, like, mm -hmm. especially in tourism, don't, don't go to these... Uh, captivity places uh, mm -hmm. don't support this type of practices like if you see people taking sea stars you know better now because when you learn diving you know firsthand all these issues right there is a lot of people that they you go to places like Dominican Republic or places like uh, Aruba you know you see a lot of people traveling from inner lands like from Nebraska <laughs> from yeah. Siberia right and they like a lot of people and it happened quite often a lot of people is like first time seeing the ocean yeah. right and it's something normal right uh, these people they go to the beach they enjoy it, and there is this guide just to take a picture making money bringing a sea urchin bringing a, a sea star from the bottom right from the shore just for you to take a picture so educate these people like you can speak up even if you're not working if you see that you have to say something yeah right 100%. Uh, because you know you know you know better this other guy from from yeah. Just one one example. The moment they rush to to get to to get your bread, right? They are leaving behind the nest. Yeah. And fishes they they eat each other's eggs. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So the moment you are not protecting the nest, some other will go and eat those eggs. That's one of the of one many, of the many, several many. problems, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so fishes they are not growing in the same time not not to say uh, they are not eating the reef anymore so the reef is overgrowing some of the reefs are grow uh, that growing faster rates they are overgrowing mm -hmm. killing the other reef getting boulder rocks right that's yeah. one of the problems with the sargassum which in the caribbean we have a lot yeah. right so there are several problems right and uh all over a loaf of bread as well. Like people are so ignorant to understanding. Yeah, and then yeah. they will go, it's like, ah, yeah, it's true, and the bread is not even natural, so they will kill them, right? It's like, okay, so let's feed them banana leaf. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Still well, not a grain in the ocean. You're still changing the behavior, right? Yeah. yeah. So you go diving there, they will see you with a GoPro, for example. So they will see the plastic cover of the GoPro, and they will they immediately assume it's the is the is a plastic bottle with red so they will rush to you yeah. right so the behavior is completely changed yeah. then 
don't support that type of actions. Uh, speak up when you see something. You just yeah. mentioned earlier that I was reposting. That wasn't my video. It was just re- reposting somewhere in some worlds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so spread the word. Talk to your fellow divers. Talk to just your fellow friends. Educate people. Right? Mm-hmm. Educate people. Like just talk. It's like, you know, we 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 don't like to be educated. We don't like to, to be like uh, schooled, you know, especially when yeah. we're grown ups. So it's not about just telling me, blah, 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 this is bad, this is good, right? It's just yeah. about, you know, this is what Making I do. Making people and this is why, aware, yeah. Exactly, this is what I do and this is why, why I do it, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, that, that's the thing. It's like, so we do have a responsibility as, as scuba divers. We have yeah. the responsibility of spreading the word. <laughs> Xavier, we're going to, um, we're not, we don't <laughs> want to take up too much of your time, but what we'd like to do at the end here is r- send out a couple rapid fire questions. That'll be quick questions, sure. quick answers, and we'll just kind of get a little bit more about you. What's the most interesting experience you've had or scariest experience you've had with a sea creature? Uh, juvenile, juvenile black tip shark biting my camera. Oh. oh really? <laughs> At least it was just yeah. your camera. I thought you were gonna say something else. Then, wow. so. yeah. No, that one. Why did you just yeah. get a little too close? I was, yeah, I was a little too close. And you know, you you have to learn how to understand the behavior of the yeah. of, of of the sea creatures of the animals. Yeah. Right. And reviewing and reviewing and reviewing the images. Sometimes it's like, okay, I got warned one time. I got warned a second time. I would warn a third time when that guy mm-hmm. came super close to me, and then he's like, "Whack!" He, he just came. Fat and, play ah. to him. <laughs> Fat play to him. You know, got one three times. Cool. I mean, but I have I have hundreds of lives with sharks, right? Yeah. I didn't. I don't post that type of videos because I don't want to help increasing the population yeah, yeah. they already yeah. have, right? Yep. Exactly. But but it's like that was completely my fault. Right, yeah. so that was uh, with sea creatures. Yeah, that yeah. was that was. Same with a dog. If you're going up to a dog and you don't and you ignore the growls or you ignore a snarl and you keep going, of course he's gonna bite. Exactly, back. it's, it's like, exact, exactly yeah. the way you have to you have to learn to read the behavior. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, our next rapid fire, or not so rapid fire. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure our listeners after hearing these interviews, I have a theme with food. I love food. So, um, what's the most interesting seafood you've eaten? You take the interesting not, as you will. I am not too 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 much too much of a fan of seafood, but I would say <laughs> that uh, I, I would say that I when I was living in the Galapagos, I really really took advantage of of the fresh seafood going there. So okay. literally, I will be I will be in the office. I will see the fisherman arriving to the port, mm-hmm. right? And right from my office, I will yell to the guys like, "Hey!" And I will just do a sign and he will know. It's like two pounds of red albacore or red tuna. <laughs> yeah, uh, so completely fish. They will just like rip the skin, the bones, and I will have the freshest sashimi ever. <sighs> Sounds like right? heaven. <laughs> Your spot was amazing for that because that's right where they would get in the, start exactly, slaying everything. Man, exactly, exactly, exactly. If I, I will sound like a bastard, right? But that helped me a lot. <laughs> that, that, will help, that, that helped me a lot with girls. Yeah. yeah well, hey, hey, baby, you want to come have some sashimi? <laughs> some sashimi, exactly. Right there. <laughs> Last question is: Have you ever had any dive students better than me around? Um, Even um, if you haven't, uh, come on. <laughs> Next question. No, Xavier, it's so great everybody, to catch up with you. you. Know, everybody and, is a good diver, man. Some people is a little bit more nervous than everybody, but it's just, it's, it's just. 
It's just to relax and trust yourself. Yeah, you know? that's exactly what it is. I mean, and you were such a great instructor. We just, we remember <laughs> that trip so well. Thanks. We were so fond of it. And I just, there's two memories that I have. One was you like grabbing me and pointing up to me for, to see a five meter across Manta Ray. Wow. And then the second one <laughs> was so when we came up over this ridge of rocks and then there was just mm-hmm. this really strong current that we just had to accept that was going to take us. And it took us, you know, another two yeah. or three hundred meters. And it was like having that Superman effect. It was just wild. Yeah, yeah. We, if I can recall it properly, we dove Gordon Rocks with you guys. We did Gordon, uh, yep. So Gordon Rocks is one of the best spots in the world to dive. It's like literally top ten in the world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, then everybody put that on your list. Yeah, put it on your list. Yeah. Well, your passion for diving obviously comes through, and I think that people are really going to find that when they listen to this. And um, just thank you so much for giving us some of your time. Yeah, it's a pleasure you're, to meet you. Hey, you're welcome. You're welcome. And I hope I will meet you in person, and I will, will take you both to dive, guys. We'll do it soon. Xavier, sure. have a great evening. Cheers. We'll talk to you again. You too, guys. Bye. Enjoy Bye. It a lot. Cheers. Yeah. Bye. Thank you, Xavier, for taking your time out to um, be interviewed by us. That was awesome. Super interesting. Yeah, it was. Um, we can check out his Instagram uh, at art underscore of underscore diving. If you are going to the Dominican or if you have any questions, I'm sure I'd be happy to help. Yeah, he's a great guy. Always open to talk diving or anything else. So if you're just looking for information, um, I think that he's a really great contact and would be open to talking to anybody if you wanted to reach out to him. As always, you can follow us on Instagram at Small Worlds Podcast. Or if you have any suggestions or tips for interviews or how we could get better, we are always open. So feel free to send us a message or email us at smallworldspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.